All right, let's do this. Good morning, podcasting morning chat. Today is Monday, February 5th, 2024. And today, we're revisiting a conversation we had last month. We want to reimagine some podcast norms. I'll explain in a little bit. In the meantime, if you don't mind, hit the share button, bottom left-hand side of the screen, if you are listening live on Clubhouse, and share it however Clubhouse allows you to do that. And if you're listening on the replay on our podcast, hit the share button on that podcast platform and share it with somebody you know that's creating content. And in the meantime, give us about two minutes and we'll get things rolling. Thanks for being here. Morning, podcasting morning chat. Happy Monday. Glad that you're here. And this is, I guess, technically, even though we do have a week of shows that we've already published to our podcast, this is officially the the first in my book because we're actually acknowledging it here. And you know, we we announced it on Friday's episode, and here we are. I'm excited. I've been pumped up all weekend about the fact that we've turned this thing into a podcast officially. I've always kind of framed it as a live podcast, and I still believe that's what it is. And that's why I want to say, if you're a newer podcaster, or maybe even a veteran podcaster, uh, you, you might be questioning the format here, right? Like, for example, as somebody who consults with podcasters all the time, I wouldn't be telling them to play a two to four minute song all the way through like we do here, but we do that because this is recorded live and we we play that music to give everyone a chance to start to file in, right? We don't want to just kick it off because we believe that what this show is based on is community and we want the community here to participate. 
So that's why we do the music thing. And, and I might, for the next week or so, sometimes call that out when we may be doing things here a little, I'll call it untraditionally, versus what a typical podcast may do, because we are a recorded live show. So I'll probably be calling some things out. And here we are with today's topic as well, Podcast Norms Reimagined. And we, we've had some of these discussions before. I'll get into that in more detail in a moment. The way we like to kick off the room, however, is with an icebreaker question. And today, I, I want to start with Nick. And Nick, good morning to you. The question of the morning is, who is or was your podcasting inspiration? and I'll explain for a second here. As podcasters or content creators, I believe we all have inspirations. Individuals, it could be experiences that really sparked our passion and shaped our journeys. So today I want to hear about yours. So again, I'll I'll ask again and starting with Nick, who is or was your podcasting inspiration? And again, it could be a specific podcaster, it can be a certain type of show, a specific show, a genre that ignited that interest, maybe even someone outside of the podcasting world entirely. I believe that there's somebody or something that really inspired, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast about this. So Nick, good morning to you. And I'll say Nick Nallback because I want to start saying everyone's First and last name, is particularly our moderators, because, you know, again, we're a podcast now, and I want people listening on the podcast to get to know who we are. So, Nick, good morning. Who is or was your podcasting inspiration? Hey, good morning. I, you know, I thought about the whole, the name thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. Um, so... My podcasting inspiration was Pat Flynn. And I think I've brought this up in previous rooms. Um, prior to listening to Pat Flynn and the Smart Passive Income podcast, I think I had maybe listened to like one podcast. And once I had started getting into like the entrepreneurial space, um, I had talked about the millionaire fast lane that I had read that kind of like sparked that drive for me, um, I started looking for other resources and podcasts were one of those resources. And I just happened upon the Smart Passive Income podcast. And that was like the first podcast that I like been like almost every day I was listening to an episode that started all the way from the back beginning of the catalog. And this is like, I think when he had about 300 or just under 300 episodes and I had listened like all the way up until current and it i don't know it just got my mind turning of all the different things that i could do with my business and then i knew at one point i was like what he's doing is exactly like the direction i want to get to and going back i probably would have convinced myself to do it sooner because i told myself that i needed to build the brand and have the audience and do all these things before i actually got into the podcast and seen it all so it, it definitely delayed me a few years before I actually did it. Uh, but yeah, 
uh, Smart Passive Income by Pat Flynn was my my inspiration. How did you How did you say you came across it? Like his show? I was just. I think I was just searching on. I don't even know what I was searching on. If I was looking specifically for a podcast or what, but like I always had a a decent commute. Like it was about an hour commute to my job every morning. So I wanted something to be able to listen to while I was driving. So I think I might've went searching for a podcast and I think I was just looking in like the entrepreneur category and just happened upon that one. That might've been like the first one that I clicked on and then just like tuned in and got sucked right into it. So it, I don't know. It wasn't a lot of trial and error. I don't mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. It was just like, oh, this one looks good. But yep, yep. I can't. I, and Pat Flynn, I can't say he was uh, an inspiration for me, being that I think I probably started podcasting before him, and he was an inspiration in another way for me, as, as I've shared before, and and maybe I'll play a little bit of it at some point today. But yeah, I I joined him on his podcast. Ask Pat, one of his other podcasts, uh, in 2019, I think, early 2019, maybe even late 2018, I can't remember. And yeah, I, I talked to him about a couple of things. One, I was kind of feeling a little bit stuck with my current podcast, so we talked a little bit about that current at the time podcast. And I also talked to him a lot about starting what now is Ironic Media, my podcasting production and consulting agency and he was definitely an inspiration behind that for sure maybe i'll play that for you guys later or sometime this week Uh, but i want to go to dominic and uh, i gotta say dominic lawson i'm gotta remember i'm gonna try to say people's last names the moderators specifically dominic good morning would love to know who your podcasting inspiration is or what what it was maybe it was a show or something else but who i'll just say who is or was your podcasting inspiration morning everybody hope all is well and everybody is well um so i think for me i really started no my first show was a chat show so it wasn't really a whole ton of inspiration outside of my wife of course who kind of suggested podcasting but with storytelling and history of what I do now, um, it's, it's, um, kind of two, uh, it's John Meacham, the, the, you know, the great historian who does a few podcasts and stuff like that. And some of the shows that he was doing, but also the history channels podcast and how they were invoking storytelling in the history. And so it was a little bit of loving what they were doing, but also seeing what was missing, not just in the sense of, um, in the sense of, you know, black history, but also in the sense of going through those peaks and valleys and telling stories of history all in the same, you know, medium, if you will. Because you see some history shows where they go straight levity and it's all about levity. And some history shows it's all about the seriousness, whatever, right? And I thought maybe you can probably have a show where you do all of those things. And so I guess John Meacham his you know slate of shows and also the history channels uh podcast who crazy enough just ended their uh, their run uh on their podcast so go figure so yeah that's my answer very cool dominic do you do you remember what 
some of the first podcasts were that you listened to? Not even necessarily those, but just in general, you know, when you started and do you remember any of those first ones that you ever heard? Um, hmm. This was like 2016. You know, it's funny because they even those were still storytelling podcasts. I hmm. think the first one I heard was ESPN's Pen King with a story about these two uh, uh, classmates who were on a wrestling team. Uh, one turned into a life of crime and the other was a law enforcement agent and the law enforcement agent ended up arresting the teammate later on in like Columbia or something. Wow. Uh, and so that was an engine. So yeah, Pen Kings was probably, probably the first one I probably listened to years ago. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. All right. I'm going to keep it moving. I'm going to go to Simona Constantini. <laughs> Good morning, Simona. Good to have you here. I'm curious, who is or was your podcasting inspiration? Good morning. Um, that's a really good question. And honestly, I think it was um I think it was Lori Harder's podcast, Earn Your Happy. Um, I remember listening to that podcast and that kind of started to like shift my mindset around so many different things. And then I was like, hold on. I was like, if she can have a podcast, I can have a podcast. <laughs> and so I did. So I think it was Lori Harder. Uh, and then I also very like around the same time I used to listen to, I don't listen, I actually don't listen to either of these shows anymore. Um, but I know they're still running. Um, and the other one w- would be School of Greatness with Lewis Howes. Oh, both good mm-hmm. ones. Both good mm-hmm. ones. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's funny, is that I, I have a feeling, Simona, it's probably similar to me. I'm making an assumption here, but do you, you said, you know, you don't really listen to those shows anymore. Is it pro, it's probably because you and people like you and I, we don't have time to listen to other podcasts because we're too busy listening to our clients' podcasts. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly it. Yeah. I'll, I, I like spot listen to a few different shows, like, you know, Every week, every other week or whatever, I'll listen to like a few different things to see, you know, how does, how do the intros sound? What are people doing differently? And you know, what's funny. People don't really make a lot of changes, you know, like things tend to stay the same for even the new shows that are, that are, you know, I don't know. What, what's her name? Oh my God. I, I forget her name. Um, but anyways, some of the ones that are like in the top, in the top podcasts, they don't really sound that different than anything that you or I would produce. And so I'm like, okay, I'm like, well, in fact, some of the shows that we, we produce, I'm like, you know, I think that their intros are a little bit better. You know what I mean? Or I think that the sound quality is better, that the, the story, the way that it's set up is a little bit, I don't know. So anyways, not to go down a whole rabbit hole, but I, uh, I, I'll spot listen here and there, but I really don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me too. And I think the only time that I really make time to listen to podcasts other than my clients or maybe even my own, uh, would be like if I'm on a big road trip, that's where I'll start to dive back into shows that I used to listen to or that I, yeah, usually listen oh, I to. Love that. Yeah, that road trips are the best for that. I listen to audiobooks when I'm on road trips. Oh, yeah. There's something about, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm really into audiobooks versus sitting down and listening to a podcast because I feel like an audiobook has like, you know, a, 
maybe this could be a topic for a room. I don't know. Mm. Audio ver- audiobook versus a podcast, but um, the audiobook has structure to it. And it's like a mindset thing. Like when I'm driving somewhere and I'm going on a road trip, it's like you're going somewhere, but there's nothing like tangible for hours and hours. And so I'm like, if I'm listening to an audiobook, then we've completed a chapter and there's a milestone and you're like hitting a milestone, you know? Yep. Absolutely. I might have a control problem though. So. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> I picked that one up with my therapist. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you for sharing, Simona. And I will say, for those who are listening to the podcast and or or the replay, whatever you'd like to call it, we this is something that typically happens here in the room. Sometimes the icebreaker question encourages, which we encourage, our audience to come up and participate. That people get that urge to want to share their answers too. And sometimes it takes us completely in that icebreaker direction instead of the podcast, or I'm sorry, instead of the topic that I intended. That said, we still may have some time for that too, but I, I, we have four other people that have jumped up here during our icebreaker conversation. So I want to just make sure I will just open the floor and see... We've got Alexandra, Michelle, Jeff, Jackie. Do did any of you want to share your podcasting inspiration? Yeah, go ahead, Jackie. So when I was pregnant with my son, I listened to Birth Queens, and that's K W E E N S. Um, it's a midwife and a doula, and they give you like all the nitty gritty with like giving birth and afterwards and honestly it like didn't scare me it kind of just prepared me for everything that could happen and they were super honest and direct and i loved it and so they're probably in the podcasting world one of my biggest inspirations for starting mine how long ago was that jackie that was in 2018 wow okay cool that's not the first podcast i listened to though i jumped on the serious bandwagon when they were talking about that um Oh my God, Saeed, was his name Saeed? Yeah, I think, yes, yes, it was. Yes, when they were talking about that whole thing, we listened to it on a road trip. Um, but yeah, Birth Queens was the one that I really like got into when I was pregnant because I just wanted to prepare myself for birth and what the heck happens, you know? So, and they are, they were great. I don't even know if it's still a podcast, but it was great and really educated me on everything that could happen. Very cool. It also, real quick, yeah, um, made me realize and actually come to the terms with you can't control it, which mm. is very important whenever you're a mother that is pregnant. You can't, like, losing control is number one with parenting, right? We have our lives and then boom. So that was the probably top thing I got from that podcast is have a birth plan, but know that it could very likely go a different way. That's totally, it makes sense. And I can't help but to think that that logic really applies to pretty much everything, right? It's like we go in with a plan and we can't really control how it's going to go. We can set it up for success and we have to be okay with the idea that it may not go in that direction. And and it's really a matter of how do we deal with that. That's, to me, where the success comes in. It's, it's knowing how to pivot, knowing how to deal with 
things that are out of our control and focusing on the things that are in our control. Let's see, we've got multiple, still multiple people. So let's see, does Alexandra, Michelle, Jeff, do any of you want, or Amanda? Yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Jeff, you got to come off mute. There he is. There it is. I was trying. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, team. Um, you know, I was uh, kind of motivated by a few different things. Uh, one, I won't name them, but um, initially I was pulled in to cooperate in some podcasts during the shutdown um, about country music that I ended up not being very happy with what I what I was seeing happen. So um, I don't want to name them, but that was certainly a motivator to do something different. Um, then I was invited to participate in a podcast called Create for No Reason by Kate Bowman, who I met on Clubhouse and was sharing some rooms and things there. And she kind of pulled me in because she felt like from a creative standpoint, which is what she advocates, just the the creation, the creative spirit and, and creating for the purpose of creating and learning about oneself, um, how much value that has. She pulled me into a conversation, which made me kind of, uh, I just found it curious because I didn't see myself being a real contributor to that kind of a conversation, which obviously as a musician, um, was kind of short sighted on my part. Um, and then I listen a lot to a podcast called Walking the Floor, which is hosted by Chris Shiflett, who's the lead guitar player for the Foo Fighters. And one of the things that I really like about him, as opposed to radio people that want to talk about music and things of that nature, which is kind of my stomping ground, um, a lot of a lot of those folks feel compelled to have all the answers and feel like they know all the answers and put themselves forward as an expert, which I certainly don't consider myself to be. And that's what I liked about, uh, still like about Chris Shiflett's podcast, because when he's interviewing somebody, maybe in the country music space, he is very open about the parts of that musical genre that he does not know. He doesn't try to be the expert on everything. He knows what he knows and he speaks from his experience. Um, but he doesn't, he doesn't believe that he knows everything. He doesn't feel compelled to have to know everything. And he's, uh, he's very open about learning about things through those conversations that he doesn't know. So, um, I consider all of those, um, fertile ground for helping me kind of along my podcast journey. So um, walking the floor with Chris Shiflett and create for no reason with Kate Volman. Thank you, Jeff. I miss Kate. Kate hasn't been on Clubhouse, I feel like, since Clubhouse had their big update in the fall. I'm going to have to reach out to her and see how she's doing. And thank you. I appreciate this share. And I'm curious, Jeff, do you see or hear yourself bringing in any of their influence into your show you've you've had a season now and i think you're working on season two if i'm not mistaken do you see some of them in your podcasting now um i probably do i certainly 
Um, uh, you know, I know that I have, there have been a few times when I've been doing interviews and I have, uh, kind of highlighted the fact that somebody picked up learning their instrument as an adult or some creative thing that they have endeavored to do. I'm always enamored with people that will take on creative ventures as grownups because, um, it's easier to get the attaboy for something small as a kid. And we still deserve the attaboy when we do something small as an adult, when it's still progressive and creative and, and forward moving. So I'm, uh, I, I feel like I do give credit to Kate when those conversations come up. Um, probably with Chris Shiflett, it's just more the fact that, uh, I feel like he's accomplished a lot of things I haven't accomplished. And I think it just kind of gave me license. Not that I've ever really hung up on, been hung up about, Oh gosh, I have to be everything to everybody. But, um, him being in a different space, but being kind of similar to me as a, you know, he's not the lead guy. He is a front guy. I mean, he, he certainly drives a lot with the Foo Fighters, but um, he's not the first person we think of when we think of the few the Foo Fighters, and it just kind of made, gave me license to uh, operate from the side and not have all the answers. Um, yeah, I definitely think that reinforces it, if not inspires it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you, Jeff. Appreciate that, uh, Michelle. Do you want to? Did you want to add or did you want to share any where your inspiration came from? Michelle joined us for the first time on Friday and glad to have you, Michelle. And, and we had talked about Michelle had been attending PodFest for seven years, I think it was, right? Seven years, yep. Michelle? Yeah. Seven years. Seven years. And you finally launched your podcast this year, just a few weeks ago. So yeah, I'm curious to hear about your podcasting inspiration if you want to share. Sure. So for me, it was a mix of a lot of different people. Um, it started with um, a good friend of mine, Neil Gularte, with Wild Style Media. He really kind of helped me just get it going at the beginning when I started my process. And he really pushed me throughout the years consistently asking me, hey, Michelle, when are you going to start? When are you going to do this? Let's do this. And when I went to my first PodFest, it was a couple people that I met there that really helped me. It took a while, but they were always, you know, they planted seeds in my brain when I met them. And it was Dave Jackson with School of Podcasting. He's just an amazing person and, you know, the things that he's been doing for so long. So he really... Um, he was one of those people. And then another gentleman, I met Harry Duran with Podcast Junkies. And when I met him at PodFest the first time, it was just all the things that he was telling me and the person he was it really got me motivated and going. And all these years, all the things that they planted in my brain, and I remembered them and listened to their podcast you know, ultimately got me to actually doing my podcast. And then all the other people that I just met at PodFest, Paula, she's amazing. She really motivated me. And, you know, Mark 
without your help, I don't know if I could have done it. You really helped me a lot to get my show going. So just a, you know, a combination of a lot of different people. Well, thank you for sharing that, Michelle. Yeah, that's awesome. And seven, seven years is a long time. And it's so cool that you've found it. You found your podcast. It's here. It's live. And I'm, I'm excited for you. Thank you for sharing. You. Uh, Nick, you wanted to say something, and then it seems like several other people do too. So let's go to Nick first. Go ahead. Yeah, I had a question for Michelle, and I apologize if, <clears throat> if you mentioned this and I just missed it. What got you going to PodFest in the first place? Because seven years going to PodFest is amazing, but not having a podcast, I was just curious what had motivated you to go there in the first place. So. I know Chris Kremitzos, who puts together podcasts from before he started in the PodFest world. Um, I used to be part of an organization that he used to run before he went into this world of PodFest. And I just followed him and I saw what he was doing. And then Neil Galarte and, you know, they're all my friends. And I just kind of started looking into, I turned 35 and I was like, I need to do something fun with my life. Like, let's spice this up. And that's kind of just how it got me going. But it took me a really long time because I was just scared in my own head. My own anxieties was scared of doing it. I was afraid of what am I going to sound like? And are people going to listen to me? And it took me a really long time to just do it and get comfortable. And I kept going to PodFest without a show and it, it sucked, but I did it. And I did it because of the friends, the people that I was meeting. And then I kept saying, I'm going to do it. This is the year I'm going to do it. And then I just never did it. And then I finally did it a couple of weeks ago. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I had no idea you were friends with Chris first. And yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, yeah, he used to have an organization called TBBO, Tampa Bay Business Owners. And my husband and I are part of that organization with our glass business that we do. And we were part of it for many years. And then when he was starting PodFest, I'm like, what is this that he's doing? <laughs> That's cool. Thank you for sharing that, Michelle. And uh, let's see, let's go to Jeff. Jeff, did you have a question? Yeah, it's probably kind of the other side of 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 Dominic's question. Michelle, congratulations on on getting your podcast started. Um, I'm curious though, with with so much time of learning, maybe not how to enjoy it, but of learning how to tolerate what you just said, you know, you're going to going to it and it sucked. So after seven years, what was different two weeks ago and what did you grab a hold of, or what was the trigger that finally uh, enabled you to get that first episode out? It was just, I kind of felt sorry for myself. Like, come on, Michelle, you're going to go again to PodFest without a show? Like, how much more embarrassing can you be? Like, come on, let's just do this. And I just said, I'm going to do it. And Mark was coaching me through and I kept pushing it off all year. And then I was texting him and Mark's like, just record, just record, stop. Let's just get you a show before you go to PodFest. 
So that's what I did. I just said, okay, I'm just recording. It doesn't matter if I sound stupid. I don't care anymore. I'm just doing it because I'm going to podfest with the show. I was just determined. Yeah. And I think, you know, look, I know, yes, it was seven years running and it, there just something clicked for you that it was this accountability of showing up at PodFest and, and recognizing for yourself that you didn't want to walk in there again without a podfe- without a podcast to, and having to explain that to everybody, all these friends that you maybe haven't seen in a while and, and having to say, yeah, I still don't have one. I think creating accountability for ourselves can often be that catalyst to finally get that podcast up and running. Exactly. It's the accountability is just creating that accountability where you just got to do this. You got to go in there and you got to walk in there with confidence and just be ready. You know, enough is enough. Stop. Stop being scared. Yeah. And I think, you know, know, not to really not trying to toot my own horn here because it could have been anybody. And Michelle kind of took it to a new level. The visiting PodFest wasn't enough for her. So she found somebody else to come in to coach her and to help her along so that she really didn't have any excuses. Exactly. And my and my son even came to me and he goes, you're going to that convention again? You don't even have a podcast. <laughs> that was another big trigger. Like, yeah, you're right, kid. You're <laughs> so right. Oh, my God. I keep I teach my kids. Don't be scared. Just, you know, do it, you know, in school every day they have issues and they talk to me and I'm like, I'm coaching my kids. I'm not a really good role model. I just, I got to go with the flow. Right on. All right. Thank you for sharing, Michelle. Let's, I know Alexandra had her hand up as well. So let's go to Alexandra. Did you want to add anything to this or did you want to share your inspiration? Alexandra, good morning. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I'm still, still a little tired, so please excuse me if, my, if my, I'm not making any sense. I'm going to do my best. Uh, but my inspiration actually came from someone that I met on Clubhouse that I didn't really know very well, but we're a part of a different um, community on Clubhouse together. And he wrote an audio drama that this organ that this community came together to produce and they did it live on Clubhouse. And then someone that I had built a relationship with um through the film community, he did audio dramas and I was like, okay, maybe if I really want to get my content out there and be able to control it a little bit more, this might be the a better avenue than going the Hollywood route. So that's what got me into that. And then when I realized I didn't know what the hell I was doing, <laughs> uh, I started looking for podcast rooms. And so I found you guys and I was really happy about that. So I also want to say you guys, because um, even though I had to let it go because of my health issues, I did the one episode of Colored and Queer that I'm still very, very proud of. And I will stay proud of it because I still have it. Um, so I also, I, it just made me know that I can, I can do this. So. Awesome. Thank you, Alexandra. Thank you for sharing that. And thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm proud to, to be a part of that, uh, meaning this room being a part of that inspirational 
journey. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. And let's see, we've got Amanda here as well. Amanda, good morning. Did you want to add to the conversation? Share your inspiration? Amanda? Maybe she's having some trouble. Giving her a moment. Three, two, one. Okay, we'll come back to her. Uh, Let's see. Anybody else? I know we have Alex here. He got here a little bit late this morning. All good, Alex. Did you want to share? We the, the we're still on the icebreaker. Is sometimes that happens. Who or I should say, who is or was your podcasting inspiration? Who is it that got you started podcasting? Um, it was uh, just being a listener from. So I watched The Walking Dead and found a group that uh walking dead cast that was uh the, pretty much the number one podcast it's the guy that run uh does it jason he had a patreon and then all of a sudden you know a uh, bunch of podcasters are in that patreon group and guested a couple of times not on his show but on a couple of other shows and then it just kind of snowballed and then all, then all of a sudden, you know, you want to do your own thing. And then from there, it just kind of snowballed again. I had my own podcast for a little bit and then I didn't have anything. Then I was going to start a podcast with another person in the group and it just wasn't a good fit. We never actually, you recorded an episode, but we didn't actually do anything with it. Um, she got another podcast partner and then um i was at atlanta comic-con two years ago and what had happened was this is kind of an interesting story a friend of mine was doing well this one person was doing handmaid's tale and just really liked the way she did handmaid's tale uh and sorry atlanta comic-con because that's where she's from I'm like hey if you ever want a podcast even on the weather a podcast because i just liked the way she her style and that turned out to be the podcast partner for what is from. And then, you know, in terms of my daughter's podcast, she just saw what I was doing and she said, Hey, let's, let's do a podcast together. So that's kind of the journey. Um, nothing too crazy. Uh, but I, I just think that, yeah, it, it, one thing builds on another, builds on another. Cause I know I was listening to, I don't know who it was. I think it was Michelle you know, the hardest part is just recording. I mean, you know, just, just getting that confidence just to record. And once you record, it's like, okay, I have this, I had to do something with it. Um, but I think, you know, what also helped a lot was, you know, not just this group, but clubhouse in general, audio, audio apps, because it just gives you a little bit more comfortability, um, to, to speak. And to kind of uh, gather your thoughts, and yeah, I, I think I learned a, I learned a lot from the network that I was on because you know even something as simple as the structure, you don't realize how important the outline is. Um, you know, because people people would comment, "Hey, you know the outline for your daughter's podcast. You know, she sounds so organized." Well, yeah, because we have an outline, and you know we drill it so that she, she kind of knows what to do. And I can't, I can't stress enough about that. Um, but it's, it, unfortunately it's the little things 
that are important that make it seem so easy, if you want to call it. But then from all that, you know, from doing all those little podcasts, I started doing lives after shows, which is a whole is a whole different world. You know, I mean, whether you do, you know, just a regular one hour or whatever podcast is really, you can always edit. But when you're doing a live like uh, Amanda and and Chris do, or something like I do, it's a different. Or Billy, I know Billy does some lives. Uh, it, it's a it's a different animal, and I just like it a lot better because you're just on your toes and you never know what's going to happen. And um, but it's just fun. So that's a little bit about my journey. Thanks, Alex. And I always I know I share this a lot. And I don't mind sharing it again. I love that you're, you are the inspiration for your daughter in wanting to start a podcast. And, and it, to be clear, for, for people who are maybe new to what we do here, she's how old? Eight? Is that nine? She just turned nine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and here she is now podcasting with dad. I think that's the coolest thing. Yeah, and she cost me like $800 for the new mic. <laughs> and a P4 and a whole, and I had to buy a new mic, you know, because I had to buy one because it didn't, you know, it's an excuse. <laughs> well, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just, I will say this though, in-person podcasting with your partner, completely different than what most people do, which is on zoom or some kind of, you know, over the internet. And I, I mean, I know this is going to sound funny, but like Jeff does this all the time with, all the all the hookups and everything else but if you don't know any of this stuff you go into like a sam ash or whatever uh, you know music store and you're like okay what do i need because i've never been to those places before because i just never played um so it's just a whole new world and and i think that that's the intimidating part but once you get the lingo or just like anything else it's just funny how how quickly it kind of snowballs yeah it it is funny <laughs> That's for sure. I, th- this snowball that's been building up for the past almost 20 years, it's gotten quite large. And it's, uh, yeah, and it's funny to see how it grew. Uh, and I, I want to go to Paula real quick. I asked her to come up on stage because of something I saw Paula said in the chat here on Clubhouse that she, Paula, you said it's funny that recording was easy for you, but actually hitting publish on those episodes was a whole thing. And so I'm curious if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit more, elaborating on that. And really, I think ultimately would love to know what finally got you comfortable. Because now it seems you have no shame in publishing anything you want to publish. Oh, Mark, I know what you mean by that last (laughs) part. (laughs) All right. Good morning, everybody. Morning. So, um... I mean, I like to talk, right? So talking on, like, I was in the room, in the desk, and then just talking on my phone, like, it felt like I'm writing on my diary. So it just felt easy because I wasn't live, and in my head it was like, nobody has to hear it, right? I'm just talking to myself. So that's the mindset I had when I was recording. That's why it was easy. But then um, I actually never listened to the first episode when I put it out because it was too emotional for me. Uh, so that's why hitting publish was very scary because I was like, I'm literally telling everybody my business right now because uh, 
when I started my podcast, it was a safe space for people to share uh, their struggles with their mental health. Uh, we pivoted along the way as we kept growing. But um, in order for me to create that space, I had to share my struggles. So I had to be open about my financial process, my financial struggles, where I was, what I was dealing with, all that. So I really didn't listen to that episode. Like It went out as raw as it was. Uh, and I had promised, I had met when I decided to start podcasting, right? I called my younger brother, who you guys have already heard how much I love that boy and he's my best friend. So he's like my accountability buddy. Anytime I want to do something, I tell him because he holds me accountable. He's like, listen, you say you're going to do this and you say it's going to be done by this date. What's up? So when I told him I wanted to start a podcast, it, he asked me for a date and I gave him a date. So in order kind of to make him feel proud because him and my dad started investing in my podcast journey, helping me buy stuff for my my little office that I created and uh, sending me clips about podcasting and just supporting me and encouraging me. So I ended up in order to prove myself that I was worth all the support they were giving me. I ended up publishing it a week before the date I had given my brother. But like, I didn't promote it on social media. I first sent like to specific people on WhatsApp, like the link, like, hey, the episode is out, just to see how they their take on it before I put it out like tell the public even though it was in the public and then when people are like oh my god I feel the same way I'm going through this I was like oh the feedback is kind of good so then I started sharing it so that's how it went love it and the more I shared the more people coming back and encouraging me because these were real stories this was um, somebody's journey, like it wasn't a made up story. Yes, there are people still gonna be like, you're sharing too much online or anything. But again, how can you create a safe space if you're not sharing what's happening? So I decided to, I'm very good at tuning the negative and taking the good. I just cut people off. I'm very quick about cutting people off. Like, well, you ain't gonna be here, go. So <laughs> that's the mentality I went with. Thank you for sharing. And Paula, have you since gone back and listened to that first episode? I know you said you didn't for a long time, but have you gone back and listened? No, and it's funny, right? The first time when I used, uh, I don't know if you guys know about Mopad and their Boost program. The first time I they used their Boost program on mine when they were doing their trial, and um, I started getting a lot of traffic my first episode was getting a lot of downloads, even though that wasn't the episode that um, that initially used to boost. So people were going all the way back and listening to the first one. And I kept on getting, oh, you know, when Buzzsprout sends you the the weekly da- downloads of your episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are people listening to it? Like my heart was... I was in a cringe mood, like, because I remember how that episode sounds. And and at this point, I was four seasons in. I'm like, there are better episodes out there. Stop going back to that one. Uh, but for some reason, after people going back to that one, they kept on staying. So it maybe it made me want to go back and listen to it just in case. But uh, I don't know. I haven't yet. And I don't know if I have the courage to or I will ever do it. I don't know. 
who knows maybe for my fourth year anniversary i'll kind of repurpose that you know mm. i don't know that's not a bad idea yeah we see that on social media a lot people will repost their most listened or most seen post uh, it would probably be an interesting experiment for you too to try that out and i don't blame you for not going and listening by the way it, you know it, if it's hard it's it i wouldn't want you to have to relive it <laughs> but i feel like it's good because you kind of see your growth you know and sure. i believe i've grown so much from where i was um and even though it has gotten a lot of downloads it's still not the most downloaded mm. episode at the moment because dominic kind of snagged that you oh. know uh, but um but it's just i feel like sometimes people like to repurpose their their most downloadable episodes but sometimes you also got to repurpose those meaningful ones even if they didn't get a lot of epi- attraction if you felt like oh my god this needed to be more seen or more heard or people need it right here like repurpose that as well so i might just do that cuz i don't know what i'm going to do for my fourth year anniversary so who knows you know love it Thank you, Paul. And I agree with you. Sometimes I've enjoyed reposting or, yeah, repurposing old episodes that either I felt were really important to me or I felt even sometimes it's, I don't know why they didn't, that particular episode didn't get a lot of downloads. So I'm going to repost it. I'm going to, because I think people need or will enjoy this episode. So, yeah. Sorry, just quick to add. First of all, shout out to Walter yeah. for loving peer pressure and really making it in here. And he said in the comments, oh, we need a reaction episode to your first episode. I think that's a good idea, mm-hmm. right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, would even, I wouldn't mind even helping you with that, you know, because the way I see that is you could play just pieces of it, right? And then you could stop and, and then respond to those to those different pieces, those things that you said then and now how you feel about those things. I think that would be really interesting. Oh, Mark, let's make that happen. I can help and you with that. And thank you, Walter, for the idea. Yeah, Walter joined us. Walter and I know each other. First of all, Walter was at PodFest, and Walter and I are also in a weekly mastermind group with other podcast professionals, including Simona. And so I've gotten to know Walt a bit, and he heard about the announcement of this show becoming a podcast as well as the live stream and he said all right i gotta come check this out and with a little bit of convincing not much but a little bit we were able to uh, to get him to come here good to have you walt and hopefully we'll have you up on stage here as well because i know you know a thing or two about this space and i think it would be great to have you contributing up here as well good to have you and thanks for shouting him out paula yeah go ahead alex I just have one question. You know, when you guys repurpose an episode, what does that entail? And what do I mean by that is, you know, how are you changing it to re-release it mm. uh, in your eyes? Like, I know you and Simona and, and, and there's other people that have actually done it that are on stage. How, what what makes it so different that, that you'd want? I mean, I understand yeah. why you want to repurpose it, but what do you put into it that makes it, you know, different? That totally great question. And I see Simona has her hand up. Simona, did you want to answer this? Yes, sir. I would Go love for to. It. So um, there are, I mean, of course, a million ways you can do anything. Um, but the ways that we've done it in the past have been either taking the exact same episode 
and running it in the exact same way um, and not changing anything and just uh, putting rerun in brackets in the title uh, at the end of the title of the episode. Um, And then also the other way we've done this is re-recording an intro and tagging that intro onto the episode and highlighting in the intro that this is a rerun episode, um, one of our favorites, you know, that we've run before, blah, blah, blah. Um, And typically we we rerun the ones that are highest performing. Um, So yeah, those are the two ways that we do that. Uh, Should I pass it to Dominic? Yeah, go for it. Go ahead, Dominic. Thank you, Simona. So I, and it's kind of great that Walt's here. I'm kind of, you know, I'm really glad that he's here because I know for the longest time I always had an issue with doing audio only podcasts and kind of having a video element to it. And so as far as repurposing go for Black History Month, I've been repurposing segments of Black as America through like that Ken Burns moving picture style with like the captions or whatever. So, I mean, it's not even just repurposed through the RSS feed. It's also repurposed through uh, social media is something that you can do. So shout out to Walt for that tip though. Yeah, thank you. And let's say hello to Walt since he came up here. Good morning to you, Walt. And maybe you have something you also want to add to answer Alex's question. Go for it. Good morning, good morning, y'all. Um... Yeah, can you actually um, quickly reshare the question? I um, yeah, say, basically, I to call with me randomly. So I'm like, oh, yeah, no problem, man. no problem. Basically, Alex is wondering how do you repurpose an episode if you go back and put out an an episode, say your very first one. Is there anything to it, or do you just repost it? Do you put it? You know, like Simona said, she sometimes they'll put a new introduction. Do you have any ways that you might do that? Yeah, all those. Definitely. Um, I'm a big fan of new introductions, actually. That's a really good one. Um, something that I've seen a lot of big podcasts do is um, they'll do a new introduction and also and they'll keep the title the same or maybe give it a new title because you could kind of experiment with SEO a little too. But in the description somewhere, they'll be like originally published in this year type of thing. Um, and doing that usually gives people the... Uh, necessary context knowing that this is like a older episode but um yeah i would do that and then i guess when you're doing it depending on like what time you have or resources i would just ask yourself like okay this first one was great but is there any way that i can make this better i've been um doing a mr beast deep dive i really just found out who he was like within the past two years and only (laughs) (laughs) attention to him with the, the recent year and he just keeps talking about making like the best video ever is his real goal and that's been just really resonating with me like even to like a obsessive nature um so yeah i would just kind of ask yourself like okay what can i do differently what lessons did i learn since this came out how can i make this better is it just like editing is it some marketing stuff um and then maybe even getting you know mark simone or dominic on a call to give you some big pointers because they're amazing. And Dominic, I saw that post actually, or at least one of them. And I was like, oh no, that, that looks really nice. So <laughs> I appreciate you. And uh, it's cool to see you implementing new things. Well, thank you for being here, Walt. And I know you being here means you re-engaged with the Clubhouse app. I know you said you had kind of gotten rid of it. So <laughs> glad to have you back. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for bringing me back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And hopefully uh, we would love to have you keep coming back. So uh, if it's not too early for you, please do. 
I swear, Mark, they should be uh, they should be paying you for every person that you keep on this app. <laughs> you know, I have thought that before. Trust me. <laughs> Such a good point. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't look. I know that there are still some big rooms that go on in on Clubhouse. And I don't I don't see at nearly as many as the size of this room each and every day. It's been pretty cool to see us. I feel like sometimes we're keeping this going. We're keeping Clubhouse alive, us and a few other rooms, right? Uh, all right. So I see we've got a few more people up here. So let me... Mark. Yeah. Jack, Jackie has had a... Uh, yes. Thank you. Paula, thank you. I appreciate you. Jackie, please forgive me. I did see your hand come up a couple times. So yeah, go for it. What did you want to add? I just wanted to say that I like the raw episodes. I like the episodes that don't have all the bells and whistles at the beginning of people's podcasts. And then you see where they go. And I think it's awesome. I think there's something truly authentic about honestly, like not knowing what the hell you're doing, but still feeling the need to get your message out there. Um, so Paula, like, I'd say forget about all the like bells and whistles and how it sounded and how you sounded because that's where the authenticity comes from is episodes like that. So that's just what I wanted to say. Thank you, Jackie. And it's funny you say that because I used to tell Michelle the same thing every time she she would text me how she's having a hard time or she'd want me to jump on her. I'm like, oh, just record, you know? Just record and keep recording and put it out there. And the more you do it, the better you get. It's something nice about watching your progress and also your listeners starting with you and being like, oh my God, I was with that through all this and look at where we are. So there's something amazing about that. Start ugly, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know how people like, I don't know if anybody else does this, but like you see somebody on a show, right? And you watch this show and it's been on for years. Then you go back and watch their audition tape. So it's kind of like that to me, right? It's like the raw footage. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's something I just love about that. Yeah. And I just want to throw in a, a way that I really appreciate as far as repurposing episodes that I hear or see, I think it's it's the people that are actually kind of like what I suggested to Paula, where you you play clips from the that old episode and then you talk about those clips and talk about, you know, if it's something about you, talk about how you've changed or maybe you haven't, right? And talk about that. But whatever it is, I like the idea sometimes of bringing back the content and then talking about the content because we all grow we all change over time and we may have new perspectives to share i it's also probably one of the more time-consuming approaches right because i know a lot of people repurpose with the intention this is going to save me a, a week's worth of production time so i get it but i do feel that doing something like that makes it even more, feel even more fresh. You are so right, Mark. We are growing every day. Last week, two weeks ago, I wasn't an award winning. Last week I was. So mm. look at the growth. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Y'all are going to get tired of me saying I'm an award winning. No way. All right? We, not a chance. Not, not a, a chance. chance. We haven't gotten tired of Dominic sharing that. We're not going to get tired of you sharing that. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Billy. 
Billy, good morning. We ha- we turned out to we turned out that we sh- changed the topic. We're talking all about our podcasting inspirations. Did you want to add to to that? Share that, or did you have something you wanted to add to the conversation? Oh, one minute before Billy goes, Billy, just one minute. I wanted to say, if anybody wants to see how Billy is reacting to the shit you're saying over here, just watch him because he's live listening to us. I was like, yeah. You can see when you interrupted me, I just went, oh, come on, shush, I want to talk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I am live. I am live. I'm live streaming. I'm doing some behind the scenes stuff. Anyway, I won't bore you with that. Uh, you can go be bored by that later. Um, but the, the cool thing is about this conversation is I was I was had an idea to do a live show. and But the whole reason I had that idea was from a podcaster called horse radio network and he did the show and i guess i don't know if they still do it but they used to do a live which was 90 minutes a day talking about horses and i was like what excuse like somebody talks about horses for 90 minutes a day like that's insanity and so when i heard the story and i ran across this guy's because i think i was listening to like dave jackson's podcast and then he was on there and he was talking about this and i was like 90 minutes about horses like what the f- i can talk about fishing or something you know anything anything i can talk about anything besides horses for 90 minutes and uh every day which blew my mind anyway so that was the whole reason that one i kind of learned about this niche podcasting space and and uh show space and that's really what got me interested in the niche and then you know, from there, I was like, well, we can talk about horses, we can talk about fishing, which, you know, I didn't know anything about fishing. So it was really an educational thing for me to go. And he's kind of that way, like Glenn wasn't the horse expert. I think maybe his wife was into horses, if I remember the story correctly. And then he was just like, kind of like the guy who's, you know, could help get the show together. I can't really remember all the details. But I remember that story of like, huh, you don't have to be the expert. And you also, uh, you know, you, you, you like can do 90 minutes about anything every single day. Like this is insane. So yeah, that was the whole inspiration to do the live stream. And then we weren't going to do a podcast because I had no interest in just audio only, but then my audience wanted us to do it. So, you know, that's another thing for you guys is like, you know, I see this a lot in the entrepreneur space, like I'm going to create this product, this service, this blah, blah, blah. Well, does anybody want it? You know, Mm -hmm. that's the question. Like you can create anything. Ideas are fucking easy. Like, but does anybody want it? That's the question. So it was cool to be, to create the audio version because of the live stream version, because people wanted that. So anyway, listen to your audience. They'll tell you what they want. Yeah. Does anybody want it? That's such a good point. And look, I think just to be clear, at least my perspective on that is it's okay if you don't know if anybody wants it or not. I think the important thing is, is once you put it out there to start to pay attention, are people consuming this? Do people want it or do they want some variation of it or do they not want it at all? But to pay attention, I think, is the most valuable thing you can do, because if you're not paying attention to your audience's feedback, you're wasting, in most cases, a lot of your time. We've got John and Brian up here waiting patiently, so let's go to them. John, did you want to add to the conversation or maybe share your podcasting inspiration? Uh, I got uh, invited by Simona. So, yeah, my inspiration actually came from radio. Uh, People like Phil Hendry, uh, who uh, was a syndicated radio show host, and I found out years later all the voices he did were him. 
It wasn't. He was interviewing people, and it was just him. Uh, other people like Dan Bongino, Rush Limbaugh, Art Bell. Uh, that's where I got my inspiration from. Uh, and as and realized, I knew what they knew. They weren't any better than I was. They had more experience. That's it. So all I do is get started. Uh, then I came about the reloading, uh, the repurposing, and th the main question that I do that quite often. Uh, what I used to do was between Thanksgiving and New Year's, I would take off, and my numbers would plummet. So now I do is I reload old episodes, I tweet the subject line, I tweet the, the, the show notes, and I put special episode at the end, and I will do a little bit of editing in the audio, not a whole lot, replacing some stuff, and reload it uh, to keep the numbers up. But the main thing I look for is time. Is it something that was done three months ago? If so, it doesn't qualify. If it was done three years ago, there's a good chance that people who are listening now never saw it to begin with uh, or never heard it to begin with. So that's the main consideration when I do reloads. Thank you. Thank you, John. Yeah, that's uh, I appreciate that. And I appreciate what you just said about sometimes you'll do some light editing. Look, I think for me, when I, I know for me, when I have repurposed an older episode, one of the ways I made it fresh was I went back and cleaned it up and edited it. Because quite frankly, when I edited it the first time, I wasn't nearly as good as I was the next time around. So I got to clean it up, maybe cut some parts out that weren't necessary anymore or just didn't seem relevant or whatever the reason made it maybe a little bit shorter and cleaned it up a little bit. And that in itself, I think, is a good enough reason to put it out there again. Uh, Brian, good morning. Did you want to add, share maybe your podcasting inspiration with us? Hi, Mark. Uh, good morning, uh, Empowered Podcasting Group. Um, yeah, well, my podcasting inspirations actually come from here, Clubhouse, because before Clubhouse, before the COVID pandemic, I don't think I had any inspiration to do a podcast at that time. Um, so this was where I got the biggest sources from, and it probably started uh, with the rooms that uh, Chris Baglio used to have on here, and then it just expanded from there because I was part of the huge clubhouse craze of 2021. Um, and then, and then I just kind of, uh, took it from there and I used a couple different platforms before exclusively going to YouTube. Um, but, uh, I, I enjoy it. Um, I enjoy my YouTube channel and um, disclaimer, my parents don't know this as of this moment of this being recorded, but I did just um, get a new uh, little bit of a fancy mic for about $54. I was looking into something um, and uh, I was like, oh, wow, you can hook this into your laptop. I'm like, wow, this, this could help with the occasional Zoom call that I'm on. Um, and, uh, and maybe even do a YouTube live 
from my computer instead of my phone. Uh, not that it's wrong to do it from your phone. It's not, but like, this is, this is really coming together. And, um, yeah, anything to amplify my voice and make it good Mm -hmm. is what I look for. So that's where all the inspiration comes from. So thank you all and love, light and blessings. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate you. And that sounds awesome about the new mic. A $54 mic, I think you, that's a pretty good deal. I don't know what mic it is, but still, I think that sounds like you got yourself a pretty good deal, and good luck with that. Looking forward to hearing the difference. Thank you for sharing, and thank you all for sharing today. We're back tomorrow, as we are every weekday morning live here on Clubhouse at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, talking all things podcasting, content creation, etc. We would love for you to be a part of it. And if you are listening to the replay, if you're listening to the podcast, please consider sharing it with some other fellow podcasters and content creators. Let them know. I mean, look, this is, in, this is as far as all the research I've done, the only one-hour morning show for content creators daily, Monday through Friday. And we want to keep growing this community, and we want you to be a part of it and bring in people you think would be a, a good addition to this community. So again, we're back tomorrow, and maybe tomorrow we'll actually get into some reimagining of podcasting. So I will share more of that tomorrow. And until then, make it a great day, everybody. Take care.